Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the GeekCast Radio Network of Podcasts. Brave Star. Maybe it was a Mangalore. It's Castle Brave Tune in next week for a much better episode. For now, though, courage. Hello, and welcome to the 52nd episode of ToyCast, sponsored by BigBadToyStore.com, where you can save from 20 to 90% on over 1,000 items. I am your host, Steve John Mike, and joining me is General Techno. Hello. Hello there. How are you, sir? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Spent like four hours wiring up uh, a, a circuit board today, this afternoon, but anyways, all right. Why are you playing with wires? It's for uh, uh, my project course, so. Oh, okay. So there's an educational component to this. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, um, like to, uh, you know, again, I, I did it in episode 51, I'll do it again in, in this episode, since this is the first episode you've been in since 50, uh, like to congratulate the winner of the Recon Ravage you gave away, right off the top of my head, I don't know exactly, I don't remember exactly who won it, but congratulations to them, um, we will Indeed. probably do another contest at some point. I don't know exactly when. Um, Indeed, that Ravage is one awesome figure. You know, it'd be nice if we can get a connection to uh, Hasbro Canada or Hasbro America, and uh, yeah, that'd be pretty hard to do, I think. But uh, that would be nice. Yeah, it'd be nice. Uh, what's been going on with you, other than playing with wires for education? <laughs> Uh, not much. I just got home today, and this was a really nice surprise. I got, I got home, and uh, as I get up to the house, I look and see that there's a package wedged in the door. Cool. Which I mean, first, the, I mean, I was expecting something, but not so soon. And I'm also was kind of surprised that they just left it there, probably just because the weather's been so nice the last while. But yeah, and it's a package that I've been that I was expecting from uh, Malunis over on Twitter. Who's a friend? Who's a mutual friend? And yeah, yeah, it's a, a couple of animated figures that I'm pretty excited about having in hand now. And not just that, but uh, I went to I went to uh, unbox them and everything. I was like, okay, I'll just film this for posterity and stuff, just for fun. Mm-hmm. Pull them out, and now I mentioned to him like when he got the figures, I was like, yeah, go ahead and take them out and stuff the box, just to have fun with them. The, they're toys after all, and I'm going to be unboxing them anyway. 
but he'd repackage them in the boxes, and in the, on the inside of the card, in front of the t- each toy, he'd put uh, art that he'd put his own art that he'd drawn of the character that was in the box. Oh, so cool! Art of RC and Ratchet uh, that he drew up, and that was a really awesome surprise. And it's chronicled for posterity on YouTube. My reaction to this. There you go. That's awesome. Yeah, there's not too much going on with me. Um, I, I guess my podcasting skills are all over the internet now, outside of our own network shows. I was recently, well, of course, by the time episode 52 airs, uh, everybody will already have known this, but I was recently on Radio Free Cybertron and Soundwave, so that was a really cool experience. Um, let's see what else. Uh, I just recorded uh, a Beast Unleashed episode six with Steve and Michael Wilson, or Steve uh, Phillips and Michael Wilson. Uh, thank God that episode was not as dark as episode five. Oh my Which God! Episode? Huh? Which episode of Beast Wars, if I might ask? Uh, the trigger two-parter for episode six. Oh, that one. That's the one where Black Arachnia get, gets all powered up. Yeah. But no, episode five of Beast Unleashed that. I don't know that show. It's I'm really I think that's the the show that I'm having the most fun doing, and it's the one that is pretty much gone downhill the enti- ever since we started it. Almost every episode has some sort of wacky, weird, hilarity, something or other. I, I don't know. Um, it's just one of those things where you know you get myself, Steve Megatron, and Michael Wilson on the same record and shit's just bound to happen uh, still, wow. sounds, still if it's a fun show to record oh no it is but it's just some of the stuff. stuff that I mean some of the tangents that like I mean you know normally when you and I do episodes just the two of us for Toycast it's I would say maybe 30, 40 minutes long. When Michael and I do episodes for Toycast, they go an hour, hour 15. Some, because no, no, we, no, get we get off and off. Tangents. Well, we get off all these tangents, uh, like in uh, just, you know, last week in episode 51. We ended the show talking about wrestling. <laughs> True. I guess at least the tangents when I get off are generally toy related. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, why don't you go first, sir? Who are you going to be talking I'm about? I'm going to be talking about the uh, Transformers uh, animated uh, Toys R Us exclusive Ratchet figure. As I mentioned, I just got this today. Mm-hmm. I'm actually just transforming this now for the first time as I speak, actually. Mm. I've got him most of the way. But anyway, just to fill in, uh, he's one of the he's one of the final uh, Transformers animated figures that Hasbro's uh, getting out there. Like, they, they basically had announced all these and said we were going to get these out somehow. And it came out that this was going to be a Toys R Us exclusive, which made a lot of people unhappy. And initially I was like, okay, no big deal, no big deal. And then I found out we got we're getting Ravage instead as a Toys R Us exclusive, which, though it's nice, it also meant that in all likelihood we weren't going to be getting this guy. So I made arrangements to get him, and get him I did. And I gotta say, he's a pretty cool figure. I mean, he's, like, in robot... First of all, in robot mode, I'll just talk about this, because what he's, that's what he's packaged in. He's a really good representation of his uh, younger Cybertronian uh, counterpart. I mean, mm-hmm. he looks pretty good. Do you think the Hasbro toy does... I forget what his name is. He's on the commentary 
for the two episodes on season two's DVD of TFA, um, Eric something or other. Eric Siebenhaler? Yeah, do you think he basically just took Derek Wyatt's animation design and oh, oh, yeah. I mean, modeled uh, it into that toy? I mean, the easy way is to just ask Wyatt uh, how that worked, but I would guess that the de- because the design was given out with such a late toy, it wouldn't surprise me if the design was made with... I mean, all the designs that they've made have been made in such a way that it's possible to make toys out of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've that's what happens when you have a bunch of Transformers fans and art and the collaborative process, uh, which they keep saying it was a very two-way street in terms of developing character designs. So, I mean, I'm sure that they knew it was feasibly transformable, plus, given it's his uh, pre... Um, it's his earlier mode. I mean, they there's some similarities in the transformation scheme and stuff. I don't uh, like a lot of the Cybertronian modes, though. I I, I honestly don't. Um, that's just I mean, you, you can continue. I'll, I'll elaborate in a minute, but that's just yeah, my that's fine, overall that's opinion. Fine. But yeah, anyway, so you've got the so you've got a figure that's uh, pretty well engineered overall, and yeah, Ratchet in a robot mode, he looks really good. He's got the same type of look that he has. He's got a smile and an unbroken crest. Like, this is Ratchet before he got broken physically and psychologically by the war. By lockdown. (laughs) Well, also oil slick if you go off the comics, so. But that's me. Because the comics are canon. Marty Eisenberg did write them, so. Yeah, no, that's fine. But anyway, so yeah, he got broken by the war and... Disillusion, but this is him before that. Even though it's the same alt mode he had in Transform and Rollout, I guess the Cybertronian version of his alt mode. Mm-hmm. But he looks really good. He doesn't have the he doesn't have the uh, gut for one. Like it's a lot more flush than it, than his uh, Earth mode toy. And he's got bare stance. He's got these shock paddle accessories, which it comes across more that they had to give him something weapon wise. And it fits Ratchet though. To be fair. I yeah. like it a lot better than the uh, stupid magnets that are on the original toy. <laughs> Which, yeah, I don't like those magnets. I keep his accessories in a bag, and I actually have the uh, Unicron.com uh, upgrade kit, which I got last year, and he, I just give him those magnets. And those look a lot better than uh, the, the ones he came for, with. Yeah, exactly. You keep those folded back, and then you just clip these in the Unicron.com ones in and the bonus is is since they clip in around the spring then it keeps the other ones from automatically popping out as well but anyway so yeah so he looks pretty good in his uh, alt mode there were a few paint splotches on the face but I mean really quality control I don't really mind given he's an an exclusive that's in a country other than my own I'm just happy to get the figure yeah because it's nothing that's really major Anyway, transform. One thing I have to say as well that I like a lot more than the uh, regular Ratchet is the way the backpack is done is a lot more accurate to the show than on the original toy. Mm-hmm. Because you know how he's got the uh, backpack, how he's got more of a backpack on his animation model, and that it hangs over his back a bit and right. behind the head. On the original deluxe toy, it didn't. It wasn't able to do that. The backpack uh, from the front view or anything, it didn't really look all that accurate. But this one, uh, the look of the backpack, like he's he's essentially his animation model, very much so on this, uh, and it shows. The only real thing that takes away maybe is the fact that his uh, front treads are stored in uh, his chest, but that doesn't really take away. 
or detract or anything. I mean, they had to put them somewhere, and it actually fills them out really well. Mm-hmm. Like he's solid all, he's pretty solid all around or anything and all. And yeah, transformation. I transformed him while, while you were ta- doing the first bit here, and I was listening. And yeah, I like his transformation as well. It's different than the original Ratchets. Like it's very different in how he. I guess there's some similarities in that the arms still go in the back, in the back of the truck, like this in a similar way. Only they fold up a bit differently now, and the legs, the legs uh, transform differently as well, in that they don't quite become the back of the, uh, they don't quite become the back. But yeah, they uh, every it all looks pretty good though, and. Yeah, I mean, it looks like his uh, TV show's vehicle mode, I have to say. Right. The only real uh, discrepancies that I see are that, first of all, there's the fact that he's got a blue windshield and not a black one, but that's just because they used blue light piping. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, yeah, I don't really begrudge them for that. That's really easy to change if I want to anyway, just with some marker. Yeah. Markers or something. And the other discrepancy is... And this one's just a really nitpicky cosmetic one. Is that on the sides of his alt mode, they put the uh, uh, made-up uh, emergency logo that Hasbro's been using on their ratchets uh, since the movie line. They put that on the sides, even though he doesn't actually have that in his Cybertronian mode. Mm-hmm. But that really doesn't take away. It's just uh, red stuck over the black. So, And I'm probably not going to touch that. I'm going to be repro-labeling over his... Uh, other uh, faction symbol though simply because of the fact that I don't like the silver and gold faction symbols I'd rather have my uh, good old uh, red classic ones yeah but yeah the vehicle mode is very solid he pegs together really well and as people have said on other podcasts and stuff just in reviews this he's got a lot of holes in him and stuff but if you actually look at a picture of the animation model he's actually really accurate to it like this is pretty much what Ratchet looks like and yeah. I really hope that we get an Ironhide out of this mold. And I know I'd heard mentioned on another podcast as well, this was the TFW one, I believe, that they were wondering about uh, the feasibility of Ironhide just simply because of the fact that, well, he's another... Re- Ratchet's got a lot of red on him, and Ironhide's red. But in animated, I noticed Ironhide's more of an orange, so he's actually going to stand out on the shelf uh, next Yeah, time. Ironhide in animated was orange. Yeah, so he's actually going to stand out pretty well. And with that new head, I I think that we're going to see him in some form simply because we know they tooled the head for him in the mold itself. So right. it's no extra effort for Hasbro to uh, make an Ironhide version of the mold. And we have Eric Siebenhaler to thank for that as well. He's the one that got uh, that Ironhide head done, I believe. Would they also do a silver repaint of Ironhide, though? I can't see them doing that, no. Maybe it's... Yeah, I can see that maybe as... Because there's no way that you could actually do... Like it showed in the show where he 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 he, he, he armors up. There's right. no way you could do that on a toy. Like, oh, come, to, come to think, this just occurs to me now. I suppose that uh, if anyone does something like that, it'll be uh, someone in Japan that does that to the toy. Because they're getting iron... They'll probably get Ironhide as well. Right. And no, I know that, but I'm lo- saying... And a silver Ironhide, honestly, that would be a really good e-hobby release, for instance, or even a lucky draw. Right. But what I'm saying is, as far as being... Because the whole point of Animated was that between the cartoon and the toys, they were extremely cartoon accurate for the most part. 
And what I'm saying is, going from the orange to the silver, as he did in the cartoon, there's no way that you could do that with one toy. So you would have to have just a silver mm-hmm. repaint. Yes, yes, you would. And if anyone does that, that's going to be the uh, Japanese. I can Ironhide's a popular character. You know what would be really though? awesome? What? I just thought of this. Instead of silver paint, chrome him out. Yeah, that's the entire figure. Repaint it and don't even repaint it. Just chrome it. Yeah, have, that's, have that's the whole I, thing in silver chrome. That's what a lucky draw is essentially. That's why I said like a lucky draw or e hobby. Like yeah. if e hobby did it, I would expect it to be chromed completely. So I'm I'm curious. He could even look good if Takara does a lot of chroming. Like. They would probably chrome his chest, for instance, and that would actually look pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. You have anything else to say about Ratchet? Uh, nothing much. I mean, he's a great figure, and he's got his... Also, he's got his uh, war wound as well. This It's kind of an animation model inconsistency when you think about it. The X across his chest, you mean? No, I don't... No, not the X across his chest. I mean... I'm ref- it, it's slightly different, I guess. I mean the uh, war wound on the side of his arm. Oh. That took the EMP. Okay, yeah. He's got that there, but by the same token, that also means that, in theory, I should be able to plug the EMP into him, which I'll probably go ahead and do, because I don't normally keep it with lockdown. I like to put it on Ratchet instead. Yeah. But yeah, he's a good figure. Neat, neat transformation. I'm impressed by this guy. And if you can get your hands on him, then... Yeah, get your hands on him and RC. I still have to actually uh, get my RC out of the box and start fiddling around with it and then raving about how great RC is. But I'll leave, But there's been a lot of that, and Ratchet has gotten a lot less love in podcasts and stuff. So I figured I'd talk about Ratchet instead. Yeah. You know, I had a thought, and I'm surprised. I know RC didn't get a whole lot of time in the cartoon, um, but... Uh, I'm actually very surprised that Derek or or, any, or Marty or any of them didn't reference her um, X-ray vision from the movie. And I think it would have been extremely cool if they did, and if they m- made it into the toy with uh, light changing eye, light cha- light pipe change eyes, where it goes from blue to the red, like she did in the in the '86 movie. That would have been awesome. Well, they can't really do color changing light piping though. Not really easily anyway. Well, they have and color changing light eyes on the universe Cheetor. It doesn't have to be light no, piping, light piping. But, right? But uh, you, you you know what I'm saying though. Yes, yes, I do. Yeah. And also, I figure that this is probably worth mentioning because I was actually listening to a bit of that uh, commentary just today. Actually, so this is fresh on my head. And with Hot Rod, they actually did homage his uh, X-ray eyes in the toy. In which toy? That was the uh, Kiss Play. Uh, slash alternators uh, hot rod of all, all modes that was the mirage mode only they gave it a new head for uh, hot rod mm-hmm. and they actually put the vi- put a visor in there that uh, folds down over his uh, eyes oh cool so like it folds out and it's like in the movie where he's got his uh, x-ray vision right I don't know if the uh, I'm not sure off the top of my head if they had it on the uh, US release that was the SGCC exclusive but I know that Kiss Play did that Oh. So the Japanese, perverted Japanese toys are good for something. <laughs> Alright, I am going to be, as everybody knows from episode 45 to 49, uh, episode 45 to 50, I did a whole bunch of Robot Heroes talk. Well, I've run out of Robot Heroes, so it's back to the Mighty Mugs. And 
one of the reasons why I talk about Mighty Mugs when Michael Wilson isn't around is because he doesn't like them. I don't know how you can't like these things. Granted, they don't transform, they don't do anything, they're not supposed to. But yeah, you just described why people don't like them. Yeah, I know. But still, they're, they're still made of 100% recycled awesome. So, anyway... Uh, I put a vote up on Twitter before we started recording this of between Baroness, Ghost Rider, Venom, or War Machine, and everybody was telling me either War Machine or uh, Venom. Uh, somebody asked me to do all four in one show. I was like, uh, no, that defeats the purpose of the show. Uh, and, my, and my reaction essentially was, you keep hyping War Machine. Talk about War oh, Machine. Oh, yeah, no. Dude, War Machine is... War Machine is... If I only had to have two... If somebody told me I, I could only choose two Mighty Mugs to have and I couldn't have any more, I would pick War Machine and G1 Shockwave. Because, in my honest opinion, they are the two best ones ever. So far out of any of the ones that have been made. Um, War Machine is made... He is part of the... He's a Toys R Us exclusive... He is part of the Iron Man 2 line. Now, normally, Marvel, the Marvel mugs, Hasbro markets them, obviously, as Marvel. Like with Iron Man and Wolverine, and, and they're all Marvel stuff. It's Every box of, of the Marvel one says Marvel on it. With the War Machine Toys R Us exclusive and the Iron Man Mark VI armor exclusive, uh, they are deeming it under the Iron Man 2 movie toy line, uh, which is very awesome, I think. I don't really want the Mark VI armor for Iron Man. I actually want the, the Comic-Con version from a couple of years ago, so Mark hopefully VI, I... Is that the suitcase armor? No. Uh, the Mark VI? No, I don't think so. I, I'm not sure. I'm not that up-to-date on, on Iron Man's uh, Mark armor there. I, I know the suitcase armor is the... Uh, the one that was in the, the trailer, but no. Oh, yes. um, so, War Machine, uh, he is mainly uh, a very dark gray with a lot of silver. He uh, comes with... It is very rare for a Mighty Mug to come with two accessories. Well, I mean, Starscream's wings notwithstanding. I mean, you really can't count. I mean, as far as weapons... Yeah, I wouldn't count those. Well, they are accessories, because you don't have to have them on the figure, but... If well, what I would consider having more accessories would be something like Jazz would be an example of two accessories. Because he's got the doors plus the gun. Yeah, but the doors are molded onto the figure, though. Yes, but they're in addition to the base uh, Mighty Mugs mold, so they're extras. So I would count them as an accessory. Hmm. Okay. Well, you know... Uh, I think the only other one I have that has come with two actual weapons was um, Snake Eyes from the G.I. Joe line. He comes with a sword and a gun. Uh, but War Machine comes with his missile launcher and a Gatling gun that both peg into his shoulders. Um, a lot of people have asked me, well, are the weapons, you know, wouldn't it be cool to uh, interchange the weapons between the Mighty Mugs? Like, say you want to put um, Megatron's fusion cannon on War Machine. Well, there's, and I believe it was Michael Wilson that, that brought that up. Uh, only one problem is the holes are a different size, so they won't exactly fit correctly. They will fit, but just barely. So, and it, you know, I really don't care to to mix and match weapons with with these. I mean, the whole point of of Mighty Mugs is to have them specific to the character. Um, 
and I do not display War Machine without his weapons on his shoulders because it looks like he has two large holes in his arms, and it just looks weird. Plus, that's not War Machine. War Machine is all about extra weapons. True. Um, like I said before, uh, he's mainly, uh, I would say, black, dark gray, silver, and white. And the only part where he has white is his eyes, his eyelids. Uh, they painted this thing very, very well. Uh, he just looks so superimposing, I think. Um, just very, very well done. Uh, so, yeah. Um, overall, you know, and the, and the good thing about this, the one thing I was worried about him, and I think I mentioned it in the video that I did a while ago on YouTube, I'm not sure, um, you know, with these weapons on his shoulders, I think I mentioned this to you a while ago. We were doing some off-air chat or something. I think when I first got him. Because his weapons are on his shoulders and the Mighty Mug's heads are so large, obviously, um, a lot of the other ones, like Optimus Prime and Megatron and Soundwave and everything else, if you move their arm up, like, say you have the weapon in his hand, and you move, move his arm up to his to where his, where his head is, the weapon will kind of get in the way and you can't really move the arm, arm all the way up. Well, with War Machine's weapons in his shoulder holes, his head's still... There's plenty of clearance room to move his head 365 degrees... Or 360 degrees. 365? What the hell? Um, so, I mean, they really, really went to a lot of um, detail with this one as far as making sure there was enough head clearance for his head to turn all the way around. Uh, just overall, a very, very great toy. Sweet. Yep. What else do we want to talk about? Well, I just finished opening my and transforming my RC. <laughs> Good. She's a neat figure, I have to say. I'm not going to say much about her other than it's definitely it's definitely RC. I'm going to do be doing some paint touch-ups on her for sure. I know that. Like the face, for instance. I want to add black... I want to add some black detailing to that so that it'll really pop, but yeah, this is this is a really good RC figure. Like, if you're a G1 fan, for instance, like, get this RC because it's the closest thing to a G1 RC we're going to be getting anytime soon. It's the only thing to a G1 RC we're ever going to get. <laughs> closest only, same thing. No, it's not closest, it is the only. <laughs> mm-hmm. Closest also, only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. And curling. No. <laughs> what do you mean? Closest to the house? Closest to the buttons? So. Oh, wow. Okay, what? then. What? I like curling. I like my curling. Uh-huh. That's a Canadian sport. I'm not denying that. <laughs> I'm not denying that at all. Although, quick quick note, this was actually brought up on another podcast. Uh, again, I think this was Gog Dog on TFW who brought this up. That, uh, she, uh, that RC, she actually has a... Uh, Tramp stamp just based off of where her faction symbol ends up, and uh, her uh, the wind her windshield ends up in robot mode. And, yeah, it ends up being her ass. And a couple of people actually brought it up on their videos. I think Piog did it in his video. There's actually a couple uh, ways I noticed. To no, I know it was uh, it was TJ on his video that did it first. I think. okay, that may well be. But yeah, it looks like there's a couple of ways to arrange it though. So I'm still playing around with this. So I mean, it's. Uh, it looks like it's uh, overall though it's pretty good though so I have to say mm-hmm. like I'm not sure what the actual way to put how the actual uh, 
method to put it on her back is, but okay, you fold it down like that. Because there's a couple ways. There's one way you can put it where it's less of a skirt sort of thing. So, and looking at it, I think I actually like that better. So, uh-huh. a particular way than what the instructions show. But that's me. So, is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, nothing I can think of. I mean. Also included in this package, I got a bunch of the Armada era minicons, like the Skyboom Shield, uh, Skyboom Shield Star Saber, and the uh, Requiem Blaster teams. So, given I've never had any uh, Armada, I've got very few Armada era t- molds and toys. So it'll be interesting uh, looking at these uh, just from a retrospective perspective. I think the only Armada one I might actually have, unless I'm wrong, I think it might be a. Uh, knockoff of the Deluxe Optimus Prime mold. I think that might be the only Armada toy I have. <laughs> Just because I wasn't in the Transformers during Armada, so... Yeah. I wasn't I've, either. Armada I've got a bunch sucks. of... Ener- it's interesting, because I've actually got... I've got, so I've got a few R.I.D. of the bigger R.I.D. toys. I've got some... Even... Which I've gotten after the fact. I've got a bunch of the Energon toys. I've got a whole bunch of Cybertron, but I've got, like... I can't. Don't think I have any Armada before this, so it's interesting, really. I think Armada is the only generation that I don't have toys from. So, well, Machine Wars, I don't have anything from that. But who would want anything from it? I don't know. I'd want that Starscream. Yeah. But that's partly because of uh, the Transformers Redemption uh, CGI series that uh, Draven from TFW's done. So. Oh, uh, okay. Alright, well, I think we're going to close this one. Thank you for joining us here on ToyCast. There are several ways to get in contact with us or leave feedback for the show. First is you can stop by geekcastradio.com, find all the other podcasts there. Second is you can join the forums at predaconempire.com slash nexus. And the third is you can leave the show feedback in iTunes. Please do this. We now have a voicemail line. Call us and leave us your thoughts on each episode. Be sure to say which show you're leaving the message for and your name. The number is 502-526-5821. You can follow us on Twitter. The show name there is TFToyCast. Mine is TFG1Mike. And what is your Twitter? Mine would be General Techno. And I've got Facebook now, finally, too. Yeah, about damn time. Yeah, thank my friend who made me an account. <laughs> We hope you enjoyed this episode of ToyCast. Wish you'll join us next time. Be sure to visit our sponsors, www.bigbadtoystore.com, for all your Transformers and other toy-related needs and more. For now, I am TFG and Mike with... General Techno. Saying the more words of Optimus Prime, transform and roll out, and thank you for listening. Until next time. I think I've gotten good at the timing with the, uh, and with that final end. Hey, this is Sari, and you're listening to the GeekCast Radio Network of Podcasts. Podcast good! <laughs> Supernatural! Satan has been. Brave Star! Maybe it was a Mangalore. It's Castle Brave